Good day, everybody. Welcome to the Got Brain podcast presented by Cognitivology, where we will continuously discuss and present in detail the mechanics of intuitive intelligence that are built on our inborn basic intuition. Plus, we will also be presenting the true mechanics and virtues of diversification. Now, you may be pondering, what do these two things have in common? And this is something we will continue to present and unfold for you about the significant connection between these two facets of our human potential. I would like to introduce myself. I am Carla Mencken-Wolf and also my wonderful best friend and editor, Bryce Conway. And she's going to say something. What would you like to say? Hi, everybody. My name is Bryce Conway, as Carla Mencken-Wolf had just said. Uh, I wanted to say that we are, in fact, the mechanics of intuition and diversification. I hope you guys enjoy uh, our presentation and stick around for others. Uh, we, we welcome all comments and questions. Um, we will try to answer them all throughout the next couple of weeks or months, and hopefully on this journey of brain potential the discovery you guys will learn something um this information is only uh was developed by us and only can be presented by cognitivologists which is what we are and we also hope to learn something from you as we from all of you in our audience as we learn about the questions and inquiries you have about true human brain potential or the genuine, bona fide, authentic potentialities of what our brain has intended us to be and become in all of our commonality and our uniqueness. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and we are back to continue our cocktail code. We are. We are continuing the cocktail code. Always. <laughs> Always. But this is the true the true definitions of each of the uh capital letters of what uh, we what we need for true brain development. Right. The fundamental elements. So we're getting near to the end, so we're on the I. The capital I representing intuition. Um, and when we talked about the C's also, one of the big C's can also be uh, representative of cognition itself. Because everything is a cognitive process. Yes. And cognition is a whole body process. And we've spoken about that. But in human development, cognition has to be procured by intuitive intelligence. Mm -hmm. So I, that's, I know that I've gotten a lot of questions about that from people over the ends. So um, 
of explaining this in formal or informal sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, when we get to the end of the cocktail code, we may perhaps just go over the more literal meaning of what intuitive cognition means or intuitive cognitive development, um, because that will put somewhat of a cap on it. So as we have a capital I in here, intuition, we made that specific because intuition is innate. We are prepared from the beginning of our brain's development, even in utero, for Mm -hmm. it to have a certain ability to cognize. Right. But the intelligence operation that's dominating is uh, innate, natural intuition. So technically, it's operating before cognition is kind of operating. It has to be there beforehand because the cognitive developments that we go through should become intuitively recollectable, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> like I like that word. It's kind of new to us. Right. Rather than the whole, you, the, the version of cognition we use, we, we abide by a very linear understanding and we use linear knowledge symbols such as literacy and numeracy to develop most of the knowledge that we have Mm -hmm. and that we continue to acquire. Um, And so uh, we, we, we fall short of understanding that all of the fundamental principles of math are the database for defining every field of knowledge and every cognitive process. So symbols are just one of the principles of math. Yes. And the subcategories of symbols would include numbers and letters or any any devised or artificial conjurings we create to help us represent or record knowledge. But letters and numbers themselves uh, on their own are devoid of the elements that are needed, which is an array of the fundamental math principles that go into uh, the cognitive process of having critical thinking skills, creative critical thinking skills, reasonable decision-making and computational thinking, all of those things, they need to have a, a resource or database of elements that support all of those things so that they can be applicable to each and every cognitive process, whether it's an emotional cognitive process or intellectual cognitive process or a volitional cognitive process or spiritual intelligence cognitive quotient process. And then they're all supposed to be smushed together, (laughs) mushed, mushed together, (laughs) smushed together, Um, which is without prompting, right? (laughs) Which composes or makes a full composition 
or arrangements, like in a musical score, you have all of those different instruments mm -hmm. that have a diversity of musical notes playing that compose one whole piece. Some would say cacophony. Cacophony. Others would say symphony. Symphony. I guess it really depends. Score. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So there's so many things that go into a musical score. So yes. there's a diversity of notes that each instrument plays. Yes. And then there's a diversity of range and um, pitches and volumes and other resonances. So you can have a note, but then a note can be flattened or sharpened so that it has a different resonance. And so if we think of each cognitive process as being itself a function of diversification, mm -hmm. which is the true definition of diversification, and that that diversified cognitive process can be connected to another cognitive process because their most fundamental database is this range of properties that create knowledge and information, these fundamental principles of math, or mm -hmm. these basic elements that are derivative symbols of the energy and matter in the universe. Yes. Which is one and the same as knowledge and information. Mm -hmm. Then on the fundamental level, they can connect. So I said all of that. Why did I say all of that? I've said this in other ways before. Transference. <laughs> you guessed it. You get the booby prize today, whatever the booby prize is. You get the booby prize. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when we have a set of skills that we're very good at, mm -hmm. then if we understand the fundamental basis or elements that make up those skills, those fundamental principles of math, patterns, sorting, you know, measurement, all, all of those, those properties, right? Classification, um, rhythm, uh, composition itself, the fabric, the texture, the bits and pieces that make up either any abstract form of knowledge or any concrete form of knowledge. Those principles are the definitions for every form of knowledge and information, energy and matter. Okay. Right. So when we have a good understanding of those basic principles and how they work together for a particular field in which we understand that there's a diversification within that field itself. It's like this. There exists zero fields of knowledge in the world that have only one piece of information to it. <laughs> Unless True. that piece of information itself is so extremely diversified, such as E equals MC square, because it describes everything. Fair enough. Okay. So... With proper intuitive cognitive development of the fundamental principles of math, which is basically natural math and which gives definition to natural science, because that would be the matter part, the 
fundamental principles of math would be the energy part or the language of the universe. Um, then the intuitive development of that database for all the cognitive functions in early development, when most of our brain is really arranging this unlimited neural net, it should make it possible for us to take the skills that we have in one area and with proper training, be able to apply those skills to another area mm -hmm. so that that's what real transferability is. And uh, it involves the fundamental elements that we learn with <clears throat> self discovery, but guided discovery and, <clears throat> and also um, there's the exploration part too where there's self-exploration or independent exploration plus guided exploration. Mm -hmm. And those things apply for, uh, they're, they're, they're generated by the unconditional love that children receive and also by trust. So the trust part is really interesting because it works both ways. Right. Babies have 100% trusted their parents from birth and parents have unconditionally loved their children from birth. But we need to understand now with knowledge development, how that unconditional love translates into knowledge development. Right. For emotional intelligence, intellectual intelligence. It's unnecessary for parents to know every piece of information in the world. But when we have the database for knowledge which supports um, the, I want to say all the codes and algorithms of what intuitive intelligence is, mm -hmm. then we, we make it, we make love in action easier because we're supporting children's brain development, which is a, a holding space for all of their unique abilities and whatever their abilities are, <clears throat> that fundamental database needs to get fully supplied. Needs to be a full um, uh, supply and equipment resource for every ability, because every ability is going to need that database to properly support it. So when ki when children, young children, get an intuitive understanding of what all of those principles are because they're diversified, mm -hmm. they're used, they're aptly and directly utilized and applied in every cognitive function, whether it's small motor control, large motor control, literacy development, self-development, social development, learning environment, cognitive development, which by the way is just the formal title of math for preschoolers, and the area that is relative to every other cognitive function, <laughs> um, which requires the use of cognitively correct language. So non-negated verbal instructions, right? Um, both for their emotional cognitive development and their manual and ability development and thinking development. And those fundamental principles of math are the 
basic resources for enabling a, a very sophisticated ability, especially later on, for good critical thinking skills, which are also needed for every ability and every skill and every function of knowledge and every field and discipline of information. So it all gets tied in. So when you talk about everything being tied in and interconnected together, that's one and the same as us speaking about intuition. And that's both a chemical uh, process and a electromagnetic process that goes on in the neural net in our brain. So we want endless uh, possibilities and pathways. And there's also uh, a non-chemical wireless process because most of the knowledge that we are designed to be able to acquire or inherit or surmise comes from the invisible world of energy matter, which scientists illegitimately call dark matter. It's an awful name, awful name. It's just okay. called constant matter or constant energy because it 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 has a lot to do with, it's still discovering, but it still has a lot to do with how everything is tied together. And sure. also because we know particles now that have never touched that's still, still entangled because they were entangled at the beginning of the universe. Right. So they can communicate and transmit information across the way, even if they've never touched. So right. that's been proven. And we predicted that that would be proven at some point because that had to be the logical outcome of particle information transference. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so all of that that I've just explained is one and the same as intuition because intuition is the universe's wireless information transmission system. And, you know, my favorite saying is the one that I made up, you know, intuition is the universe's naturally free wireless internet organic internet service, and we should all be connected to it. Yes. Yes. So in a bit of a nutshell, I've very, I think, technically or mechanically explained intuition. It's more than just something that's a gut feeling. Right. So any part of your senses, your multidimensional senses, can be a conduit at any moment or space or place or point in time or any other dimension, to help you be um, a receptor or to to act as your messenger service. It's, I mean, you got mail. You got mail. <laughs> yeah, you got mail, baby. Every person's got mail. Some people got mail piled up in different parts and pieces uh, over a long, long time. And they have yet to open. Copywritten. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they need to open those little mail, those mini mailboxes. And we all have that. We all have that. Like I'm constantly going through my cachet of intuition mailbox. Sure. <laughs> because it's the only, I hate it's the only place without spam. <laughs> That's actually a really good point. To make. <laughs> That is perfect. And I'm going to tell you why that's so perfect. Because real human intuitive intelligence can only be built on the cocktail system, on compassion, optimism, truth, trust, 
a full range of intuitive intelligence can only be built on the true principles of the language of the universe, on the natural principles of knowledge. Mm -hmm. So yes, and in conjunction with, actually, this is a good point, because I'm supposed to be on some show, one of these Saturdays coming up, right, on somebody wants to talk about, you know, artificial intelligence and everything like that. But um, the point that I was going to make exactly, I think I just forgot, but it goes directly to what it was you were saying that, uh, yes, spam will never be able to occupy the same place in the same time as truthful knowledge and intuitive intelligence has to be built on truthful transferability and transparency and all of those other um, elements that are done according to the knowledge of potential and possibilities and never according to the knowledge, the fake knowledge of guilt and consequences. Like consequences are touted as being, uh, you know, the crowning glory of knowing how to make decisions, but it's actually defined by the knowledge of guilt or the knowledge of limitations. Because if you have to learn from consequences, then you, in, in, the, the, according to the rules of duality, then what is the opposite of consequences? Optimizations or benefits. Right. So, and that's the primary part of learning. Consequences would be secondary or the inverted version of the optimizations of any types of knowledge elements that come with any field or force or discipline or category or classification. And now I'm talking about fundamental mathematical principles itself. And I think in another session we actually did go through a list of principles, you know, fractals and everything everything that's out there. Uh, and there's so many more. I mean, anybody could add to that list. Yes. Right. It's as infinite um, as... But for preschool brain development purposes, we have the fundamentals of the fundamentals there. Right. But um, so that's very important. So to end that, one of the things that we want to say... now. Whether animals have any sense of imagination, that is yet to be discovered. Okay. But any sense of imagination they have is going to be limited to both their cognition and intuition, which understanding animal brains helps us to understand that intuition and cognition do go together. Theirs is set at birth or within a very short period of time after birth. Mm Mm-hmm. So if they have any sense of imagination, that will be um, in conjunction with that intuitive cognition that they have. But for humans whose cognition develops after and where intuition is more vibrant and there first, you could say. Right. um, Then intuition and cognition are in order to develop the incremental sophisticated versions and venues of intuitive intelligence we need something more to add to that which is why we have imagination so the little i attached to our capital i there right imagination which is the basic platform or springboard for creativity Mm -hmm. which is a 
At the beginning at of the, the beginning. Con- at the con- <laughs> so you, you, you have start to, to see more you have to how they hop over the rain hop over the, the, the top of the crest right. there. And so they're all interconnected. So we can go into how they're all interconnected as well. But at the end. At we the have end. to we have to get through the next two right. L's. Right. Logic and love. Right. Which are our next two. But so um we have an extreme uh, endowment for how imagination can be used in int- human intuitive cognitive development, which is a very, very important aspect that allows our intuitive intelligence to always uh, be nurtured and grown and to expand in unlimited formats. And that should be supportive of every one of the other cocktail code elements, mm-hmm. right? Um, and for our own unique skills and abilities. Because with imagination, we have the extra added advantage of becoming uh, extremely unique. <laughs> Yes. So imagination is very, very important. And because imagination is a very abstract thing, very abstract application, um, that can also be applied to everything. Then um, it's inextricably linked, of course, with intuition. Right. Right. So if we were going to make the cocktail code into a coin. I know that we have explained many things as being the flip side of the coin for one thing or the other. But the cocktail code would actually be like how many letters in our cocktail? <laughs> Let's see. C O the original ones or with the C-C-T-T-A-I-N. little guys. C T T A I L L. So well there's the little letters in between that hang off that hang on the Right. But 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 technically, there's 10 letters in our spelling okay. of cocktail. Yes. So so cocktail would have to be a 10-sided coin. Yes. You know, would that be called a, a, a decigram or something? Or <laughs> Sounds good enough. He's kidding right now. Maybe I'm making up another word here. <laughs> you know, if it was only eight letters, I guess it would be an octogram, a cubic octogram or something like that. So we're talking about a, a cubic Decigram, or we could change them. De- we call it a deca- decogram. Deca- decogram. <laughs> decogram. Yeah. You get the. I think you guys get the picture. Just use your imagination. Yeah, I yeah. know you will have it. Uh, I love to hear about people's imaginations too. So if you have any imaginative questions or stories or stories, um, please email us, and we'd love to hear from any of your imaginative conjurings on anything about brain development. And uh, we're probably going to say good day. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm saying good day just because I always forget when exactly this drops. True. And then just because it drops at a certain time, it could be, the middle of the night when people are listening. Absolutely. So 
Good day and good evening. And good imagining. And good imagining. (laughs) We love you. Bye. So long.